6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. All right, it has been over a decade now uh, since Lyle and Marie McCann disappeared after setting out from St. Albert to meet family in British Columbia for a camping trip. They never made it. You'll remember this story. You'll remember it well because um, everyone was just wondering, you know, what happened? You know, where are their bodies? Well, we know that their burned-out motorhome and vehicle that they'd been towing were later discovered in the bush. Travis Vader was convicted in 2016 of manslaughter in their deaths and sentenced to life with no chance of parole for seven years. To this day, their body, their bodies have still not been found. And the family has said by withholding where he left their bodies, Travis Vader is able to continuously re-victimize our family. If Sturgeon River Parkland MP Dane Lloyd has his way, Travis Vader will not see parole until the McCann family has its peace. He has reintroduced a bill pretty much, as I mentioned before, no body, no parole. Dane Lloyd joins us this afternoon. Hi, Dane. Welcome to 630 Chad. Hi, Jalen. Thank you for having me. All right, so give us a little bit of the history on this. When did you um, decide that this was something that you really needed to do something about? I know you worked uh, with with the family, or you certainly had been in conversation with the family as well. Tell us a little bit of background. Well, in 2016, I, was, I had the honour of working for the Member of Parliament for St. Albert Edmonton, Michael Cooper, and that was when I first uh, met Brett McCann, um, when we were discussing the issue of zombie laws. And you might recall when Travis Vader was first convicted, there was a bit of a, a technical issue because he was convicted with a part of the criminal code that was no longer uh, valid. And so that caused a lot of confusion and, and revealed that there was a lot of laws that we call zombie laws that were on the books. And so when I was talking to Brett McCann, I learned about uh, a, a law in Australia, the no body, no parole law, um, it's quite a problem that they have down there in Australia. And I thought this would be a very helpful piece of legislation for a family like the McCann family. And so when I ran for my nomination uh, to be the Conservative Member of Parliament for Sturgeon River Parkland in 2017, I ran on a platform of uh, bringing forward uh, this legislation, McCann's law, and, uh, and I won the election in 2017, and I, I shortly thereafter introduced it, but uh, unfortunately with the with the fixed election, I was not able to get it passed before the election. So uh, you reintroduced it uh, today. Uh, outline how this would work, Dane. You know, what what does it uh, encompass and, and how have you made sure that there's there's no loopholes in this? Well, um, we've, we've left it. It's a very flexible piece of legislation. So, I mean, nobody, no parole is something that is easy for people to understand, but the reality is in, in our judicial system, similar to the judicial systems in Great Britain and Australia, um, there's no ability to, to deny people parole indefinitely. Um, people uh, have a right to get out of jail eventually. Um, but what this legislation seeks to do is it's amending three acts, um, starting with at the sentencing phase. So when a judge is convinced that the accused is guilty and that they have information relating to the whereabouts of their victim's remains, the judge can uh, put an order in, which will uh, not say that they can never get parole, but will extend the time period that they will have to wait before they will be eligible for a parole. So that's step one. 
Step two is that when a parole board is hearing, uh, you know, uh, when somebody comes before a parole board, there's currently no explicit requirement for people to disclose the location of their victim's remains. We've sought to add that as a specific requirement uh, that parole boards must consider um, when they're doing a parole hearing. And then thirdly, um, actually a lot of people would be surprised, but prisons have the authority to let uh, prisoners out on short uh, absences from prison. Um, and there are various reasons why the prison system does this, but we've also given prison authorities the, uh, the authority to prevent these uh, unescorted absences uh, if they believe that the uh, convicted has uh, information relating to the uh, location of the remains. It all sounds very good, Dane, to be honest with you. I know there has, you know, I saw some uh, reaction today on social media to it suggesting that, you know, what happens about, uh, you know, th there was some concern raised about the thought that it you know, might be punishing those who are falsely accused or falsely convicted. And we know that that has happened. I know that you said when you're outlining this that once a judge is convinced it's guilty, but, you know, could it possibly delay uh, a situation um, and, and, and justice for someone who was wrongfully convicted? It's absolutely an injustice whenever anyone is wrongfully convicted of a crime. Um, I don't believe in this case that Travis Bader is innocent of his crime. The, the evidence is overwhelming. It's a good point that you bring up. And what I say is that it's not the role of the parole boards to second guess uh, the decisions of our courts. That's the role of the appeals court. If, if they feel that the court uh, was wrong in its decision, then you appeal it. And if, if that appeal court is not successful, then you can appeal it again. Um, but the parole system is not a system uh, to make up for the failures of, of the judicial system. It's meant to determine whether or not people um, can safely reintegrate into society. And one of the things that I think is fundamental to any decision to decide whether someone can safely reintegrate is one, whether they have shown true remorse for what they've done. And secondly, have they, have they uh, worked to, to uh, make peace with the family and to reveal the location of their victim's remains? Dane Loyne joining us this afternoon, the, the MP for Sturgeon River Parkland. So what happens now, Dane? Where does it go from here? Well, I mean, this is, uh, this is an advocacy exercise. It's an important piece of legislation, but we know that private members' bills rarely uh, get passed uh, federally, and, and we do have a possible election coming up very soon. But what I want to do is bring forward this legislation at this time. I, I brought it forward every time I'm elected. Um, unfortunately, it hasn't moved forward because of there's a lottery system that determines when MPs uh, are in priority to get their legislation debated and passed. Unfortunately, I have uh, uh, not been lucky in any of these lotteries uh, to this point, but I'm bringing this forward because I want to keep this in the public domain. I want to keep the debate alive on this, and I want to keep fighting for this legislation. Uh, I was very pleased to see it was in the Conservative Party platform in the 2019 election, and whenever the next election is, I'm very confident it will be part of that election platform as well, and, and I look forward to implementing this in the near future. Yeah, you know, Dane, I hear all the time about, um, you know, the fact it seems that victims don't have any of the rights, right? That the that the accused or the the, the criminal has more rights, and and I think that this uh, would go uh, a ways to changing that. You mentioned the election before I or a possible election before I let you go. Do you think we're heading for one in the fall? 
I think uh, we can't uh, we can't count anything out, and we're always ready uh, whenever it may drop. All right, and before I let you go, if people want to support this, if they want to add their name to say, hey, you know what, yeah, I'm on board with this, is there a way for them to do that? Well, one of the ways that we find is very effective is sharing it on social media, but one thing that I would find very personally encouraging is if people could write into our office, uh, you know, write to my email address, dane.lloyd at pearl.gc.ca, and tell us, uh, you know, how this piece of legislation, how it makes you feel, how it impacts you, and uh, how you think this legislation uh, could be helpful uh, for our community. And, and I will also pass that encouragement on to the McCann family. I know <laughs> I know they, uh, they derive tremendous strength from our communities in St. Albert and the greater Edmonton area. And, uh, and so just support us. Please support us. Uh, be vocal about this and, uh, and, and send us your feedback. Dane, I sure appreciate your time this afternoon. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us this afternoon on 6:30, Chad. Thank you, Jalen. Take care, Dane Lloyd, the MP for Sturgeon River Parkland, has uh, introduced Bill C-316, and it is looking to say, hey, you know what? Um, you know, you need to tell us <laughs> where the bodies are before that there's a, a chance for parole or that it's it's certainly considered. Sherry Arsenault says, Dane will get a letter from me. It's a no-brainer piece of legislation. And you know, Sherry, Sherry's been on this show many times. She's been fighting for changes to drunk driving rules in this country for a very long time. It is not an easy thing to do. Boy, oh boy, how often have we seen this um, uh, here in, uh, in in Alberta over the past uh, number of years with different um, suggestions, bills, private members' bills that people have tried to push forward to maybe get a little bit tougher on crime.